Welcome to the Dildorks, dorky discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I did masturbate two times yesterday. Just saying, I'm killing it in the masturbation month department. Who are you, friend? Just doing great, casually bragging. Uh, I am <laughs> Philly Laura. I'm a sex educator and porn maker. And I just felt back to count how many times I masturbated in the last few days, and I've I've had I've done so much filming is the thing. I've <laughs> I've I've masturbated exclusively for the last two days, pretty much. <laughs> well, we're what? both knocking it out of the park. The problem is, I started that being like, oh, I haven't. I think I jerked off like. Once yesterday, I didn't. What did I do? Oh, I worked all day. Oh, no, that counts. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's masturbation. Well, we're wrapping up masturbation May, at least. And I uh, thought it would be fun to do a... We talk about masturbation quite a bit on this show, let's be honest. But like to do a little check-in on where we're both at with masturbation and what we're thinking about with it these days and that sort of thing to... Jerk off status report. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know. <laughs> State of the nation. State of the masturbation nation. <laughs> oh my God. Well, that's the episode title. Shit. <laughs> it's incredible. Why are we in a zany mood today? We're recording at noon, which is really mm-hmm. unusual. Like usually we record around like five PM, four PM. And I mm-hmm. I thought I would be super low energy. I think that the coffee has just started to kick in. I feel like I'm on like a morning talk radio show. Like I'm like zany right now. I'm ready yeah. to go. Yeah, I am at the like end of the peak on my meds. I medicated a while ago. Uh, so I am kind of at the point where everything I think just kind of comes out of my face um, at, at, at warp speed. And we're going to talk about masturbation with this zany morning radio show energy here that we've got going on. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, so to get us started out, um, it kind of talks to me about, like, uh, your relationship to masturbation and how it's kind of evolved over time. Like, did you know what masturbation was when the first time you did it? Or did you, like, find out afterwards and, like... Did you ever have moments of shame about it early on or like did it feel weird like that kind of stuff versus like more in your adulthood and then now that it's a career because I think yeah. Yeah I really think that I probably wouldn't have gotten into this career at least not as easily or as early if my mom hadn't brought such a sex positive attitude to how Mm -hmm. she talked about masturbation when I was a kid because like she just sort of noticed that I had been touching myself because it felt good and Mm. she gave me a book and she talked to me about like how she discovered masturbation when she was a kid and like uh you know basically instilled in me that it was a, a positive thing like nothing wrong with it and I just like never really felt any shame about it. Like I just, Mm -hmm. that was such a huge hurdle that I did not have to jump over at all because of my mom. And Mm -hmm. I think that masturbation was always like a self-care practice for me and like a way that I found pleasure in my own company and didn't have to stress as much about like trying to get laid. Like I feel like a lot of my friends in high school were like very stressed about that. And Mm -hmm. I kind of just took an attitude of like, I don't know, like sex doesn't really seem 
that important to me, like, because I am getting off on my own, like, really mm-hmm. consistently and really well. And, like, if I'm going to fuck someone, I want them to be bringing something to the table. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that uh, there's nothing wrong with, like, the fact that those other people, like, wanted to have sex. But I do think that for me, like, having a really solid masturbation practice has been really instrumental in like my self-love and like better romantic decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, and these days I actually probably masturbate like less than maybe I ever have in my life. Um, mm-hmm. If we don't count phone sex. Mm, We're going to get uh, which into is, that. That's a whole other, we'll get there. Yeah. I mean, that's a bit of a weird situation because like physically, yes, it is masturbation, but to me it, it emotionally, mentally, just and even the physical process of it is like very different yeah from how i jerk off on my own um so in terms of like truly solo masturbation like i would say this past year i'm down to like maybe once or twice every two weeks like Mm, really not mm -hmm. very much i used to be like a roughly one per day kind of person Mm -hmm. and it's just i don't know my my libido has like gotten way more responsive and it's just like I can go days without like remembering that masturbation exists, which is weird because <laughs> it's my job. Like I'll be writing about it, but I it won't be in my head as like, oh, I could do that right now. <laughs> uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? You're masturbating uh, a lot on camera for your job these days. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so I knew what masturbation was before it ever occurred to me to do it. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember like discovering it existed right but i remember the first times that i was like not even having sex with other people but exploring sexuality with other people talking to them about it like early partnerships and that sort of thing with folks being like well i mean don't you jerk off like don't you like whatever um Mm -hmm. and i think and it truly hadn't occurred to me like i spent a lot of time reading very explicit fan fiction those days um and like yeah (laughs) and like just wasn't doing anything just simply had and it didn't feel like I was supposed to which I like did didn't occur to me um which I think was a combination of um like dysphoria certainly um because it occurred to me like jerking off is already so much portrayed as a thing that folks with dicks do Mm-hmm. And like, I quite, oh gosh, quite like my bits, but also sometimes feel dysphoric about having a dick. I don't know. Didn't suddenly had to find words for describing that. And that was a whole thing. So we're just going to shove that aside. Um, <laughs> and just why teenage me didn't occur to me. I was like, I said, I'm not, I don't have the equipment. I'm not qualified. Sorry. Um <laughs> What didn't if I could, seem like an option. Don't, so I can't. Yeah. Right, exactly. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if I had a dick, maybe I'd think about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so there was that. And there was also, um, for me, at this point, I've very much come to understand my sexuality. Like, myself as a person who is way more interested in kink than in sex, like, I find it more satisfying and and interesting and if i am playing with sex like in my sex stuff in my personal life it is mostly as a tool for playing with power or pain or intense sensation or overwhelming things or whatever Mm -hmm. 
So I think also like my version of jerking off was sitting there and reading or writing a bunch of porn for a while, right? It, mm-hmm. That was what was satisfying to me. And I'm really into denial and things and sitting in the feeling horny. So it all kind of makes sense. But anyway, I didn't start exploring jerking off until I was like consciously like, oh, this is a thing I should be doing. A, because like the people I'm flirting with apparently find it hot. And <laughs> <laughs> That's so real. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do this now. And B... Um, I had started having sex and wasn't getting off or was having like small orgasms, like didn't have things that I could point to and be like, ah, that is the explosive thing everyone is talking about with an orgasm that everyone's excited about. Like, uh, so I turned to books cause I'm a nerd and all of them were like, yes. And the best way to learn how to have an orgasm is to do it yourself. And I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, I don't wanna. And they're like, you need to learn to understand your body so that you can explain to other people how to understand your body. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. And anyway, now I make a career telling people that. Um, So (laughs) at the time, I was very bitterly exploring masturbation to like try and figure that out as well. And I didn't start to really enjoy it and like do it for myself until... I started reviewing sex toys and getting a bunch of different toys and specifically a bunch of different dildos because Mm -hmm. that for me, like penetration is so core to the way I get off, especially Mm -hmm. pre T when like, I don't know, my dick wasn't dicking yet. I didn't know what it was doing. It was still figuring (laughs) shit out. So (laughs) that was when I started to like enjoy it and it became more of a solo practice. But even then writing about dildos was work and writing about sex was work. And then now filming masturbation was work. So masturbation has always also been a little bit work related and I have Mm -hmm. enjoyed it in those ways in a like hobby kind of way. But I have had to particularly recently learn to recognize how important it is, how important like truly solo masturbation is, right? Because Like you said, I'm I'm counting out things like sexting and phone sex and that sort of thing. We're going to have a whole chunk that we're going to talk about that in a second. Um, but like truly solo masturbation for no purpose other than this feels good and that I deserve that and that seems like a good idea um, mm-hmm. is a thing that I have had to like consciously learn to create space for and recognize the importance of. Mm-hmm. Um, and <sighs> most frequently these days when I am doing that it is I am finding I'm not going to say most frequently we'll say like 50 50 because I am finding a lot of space for like I'm kind of horny that sounds fun I should indulge in that on my own and like usually I yell about it on Twitter but I'm an exhibitionist that's still indulging in that on my own (laughs) that's fine yeah um but there is a whole huge other chunk of time where I'm just like no, I need to, jerking off would be good for my brain and body and would fix some of the weirdness that's happening right now and would just be good for me. I just Mm -hmm. need those chemicals. And Mm -hmm. like, I will like prescribe myself an orgasm or joke that I'm going to go have like a solo forced orgasm scene because it's just (laughs) me like bitterly ramming a Hitachi on my cunt like, fine! (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. Uh, 
I would say these days my most often like therapeutic usage, if we could call it that, of masturbation is like trying to sleep because my sleep is mm-hmm. perpetually fucked up from fibro and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the neurochemical effects are really good. Like when I feel depressed, I often do want to masturbate. Like not only because I know that I'll feel better afterward, but also because it's such a reliable source of pleasure. Like even if Mm -hmm. depression is making a lot of sources of emotional pleasure, feel like, eh, whatever, I don't really care. Like touching my junk still feels good and like getting off still feels good. It's just, you know, Mm -hmm. more effort at those (laughs) times. Like it Mm -hmm. does feel a little bit like I'm touching myself through sludge, but you know, that's how it goes. Yeah. I, yeah, the neurochemical effects are like such a thing. I, and I don't tend to like crave it when I know I need it. Like if I'm depressed or whatever, I'm like, Ugh, I don't want it, which is why I will often joke about it being a fork, like solo forced like, orgasm scenes because mm-hmm. like, I know it's a reliable source of a little bit of feel good or dopamine or whatever. And like, my depressed brain likes to sulk and wallow in it. And it's like, no, why we don't know. We don't get that. Um, but I will do it because I know that I will feel better after. And even when I'm not depressed, even like, I have noticed I'm a person who enjoys edging and denial and the sort of thing and like drawing it out and sitting in that feeling of like, wanting and like having several ruined orgasms or whatever and the times i have done that for like drawn out periods of time and like gone you know a couple days like that or something and then i come i'm like oh i thought i was having a good i was having fun i like that i'm in such a better mood i was so grumpy i did not realize how grumpy i was yeah. And and that feeling is the thing that I when I'm depressed, I'm like, oh, I should jerk off. I can't feel how badly mm-hmm. I need this, but I probably do. Because, yeah, if I can go from like, no, I was having a great time. This was really hot. I was really into all of this. And I no, I was a little bit irritable and I, I had I had no patience for anything. And I was just, yeah. <laughs> and then I fixed it. And it's better now. Um <laughs> The thing I do struggle with, though, with solo stuff is, like, in that I like edging in denial and, like, sitting in that feeling of wanting and in, like, having longer drawn-out sessions um, that, like, I told you I like sex as a tool for kink that are occasionally somewhat uh, have moments of unpleasantness or long moments of unpleasantness anyway it's fine um (laughs) i like that is what i enjoy and what is going to get me off the most Mm -hmm. and i persuading myself to do that is hard is the thing which is why i need scary people to do it for me (laughs) because i'm just like no this feels good i would like to come that's i so i'm just gonna do that all the time so i guess i struggle with like making my solo play less goal-oriented and being less of an impulsive little thing, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, spending more time 
A, being willing to dedicate more time of my day to it and more of my energy to it, and B, just spending more time being willing to make it feel better. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that I also struggle with the goal-oriented masturbation thing for, like, a bunch mm-hmm. of reasons. One of them is since a decent chunk of my job is testing sex toys that are not very good. It's Mm. like, well, if I'm going to do it solo for purely my own enjoyment and not for work, I should get off from it. Like it should feel good. Right. Um, And also I think that I often feel guilty about drawing out a not for work masturbation session for longer Mm. than it quote unquote needs to be because I'll start to feel guilty if I'm like not using toys I'm supposed to be testing. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like a waste of time or something, which is probably something I should talk about in therapy. Um, my pleasure yeah. is not a waste of time. But when you've spent over a decade like linking your pleasure with your work and your output and your income, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's kind of hard to unlink those at times, even though like I'm very aware that those do not have to be linked. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I also like, I really hate having blue clit or like blue (laughs) walls or like whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And it is a problem I have. I know that not everybody experiences that issue if they don't get off. But like I definitely do. And Mm. I find it distracting and like hard to fall asleep and stuff if I have that going on. So I do feel like I have to end every session with an orgasm. But like sometimes it's just not really practical. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I just don't have the energy or like I've gotten off too recently or like just don't have the sensitivity that day for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I never really know what to do in that situation. I usually just end up like pulling out the strongest vibrator (laughs) possible and like most intense dildo and like my wildest fantasies and just like doing it until... I finally get off, but then that's like painful and exhausting because mm-hmm. of all the and muscle hardly clenching. satisfying. Yeah. 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 I'm like, oh, okay. I feel like I ran a marathon. Right. It's like, great. I got the the release of the tension, but all of that, like I, yeah. I exhausted myself in the process. Yeah. No, I know that Fun. feeling. <laughs> I want to touch on what you talked about with um, struggling with feeling like you're like wait, spending too much time or wasting too much time on masturbation or whatever. Cause that is like, you talked about it being linked to work stuff and yeah, certainly uh, that is true. I think for both of us, but I don't think that is actually a, a, a bit of stigma that's unique to us. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is also a lot of cultural stuff on top of that. Right. There like, it, there is a lot of stigma just around making time for things that are pleasurable and nothing else, things that don't have any kind of productive output, regardless mm-hmm. of whether or not sex is your job, right? Um, things that are selfish or like exclusively fo- self-serving, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I do think like the idea of someone spending a ton of time on a mass, you know, and a ton of time is totally subjective, by the way. Whatever right. you think a long time masturbating is, right, or a substantial chunk of their time masturbating, right, is seen at best and most generously as, like, luxurious and, <laughs> like, decadent, right, yeah. which has its own little 
thing to it, right? It's not a thing you should do often, right? Luxury is nothing is not the thing that we all get to bathe in constantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and at worst, it's a thing that's seen as laziness or indulgent or, you know, Pathetic. whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Lonely, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much there is a question in here so much as an <laughs> observation that I'd like to discuss. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll talk yeah. about this all day. I yeah. mean, this shit just, comes just purely from the... Like, yeah. This is like this is a double whammy of like the cult of capitalism and mm-hmm. the cult of Christianity. <laughs> like, <laughs> and my apologies to any Christians listening, but like I think that even they can probably acknowledge like there's a lot of puritanism that comes directly out of Christianity. It affects mm-hmm. a lot of the way we think about sexuality even if we're not Christians, which I am not. Mm-hmm. Um and it's really hard to unpack because it feels so woven into everything in our society in many ways. I think that the reframe that has worked best for me, and I know that this is not perfect because it's still working within the system created by those cults, if we're going to call them that, which I have, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. is to think of it as like, I need to rest. I need to give Mm -hmm. myself pleasure and release in order to keep being a useful member of society. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. that's required. And like, there are days when I feel able to go even farther with that and say like, no, I need pleasure and uh, enjoyment and rest because I'm a human being and I deserve that, just like full mm-hmm. stop. Like that's just how it goes. But um, when I need to convince myself a little more, I do mm-hmm. say like, you literally can't make good work or show up for people in your life or anything um, if you're not taking care of yourself. And I would consider masturbation to fall into that category for myself Mm -hmm. and many others. Mm -hmm. And so that is helpful for me. Like I do have to often like find a way to make it feel quote unquote productive in order Mm -hmm. to feel okay about it. And Mm -hmm. that kind of sucks. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I I think that it's, it's one of the, in a weird way, one of the blessings of doing the type of work that I do is that I can spin self-pleasure and relaxation and and arguably a form of rest into feeling productive because even if I'm not using a toy I'm supposed to be testing maybe Mm -hmm. I'll have a fantasy that I can write about later or maybe I'll just get you know more and more familiar all the time with my orgasmic response and be able to talk about it on the dildorks (laughs) or whatever um Mm -hmm. and so that's good but I think that if you have guilt or shame or hesitancy about it, it's worth sitting down maybe with a journal or maybe just thinking or talking to your therapist, talking to a friend about why that is, where you think that comes from. Do you agree with the places that you think that comes from? Like, because mm-hmm. c- a lot of this does come from capitalism and Christianity. I think a lot of us, if we sit down and think like, do I want to be on side with those two things? Like, I don't, I don't really think so. I don't really think I want to be on that side of the argument with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that can help. But also just to remember that, like, we're a bunch of, like, primates on a rock floating through space. Like, it's okay to just, like, feel good things in our bodies. Like, there's no mm-hmm. grand – this is getting very existentialist. But, like, <laughs> there's no grander, like – in my belief system anyway, there's no grander, like, plan for, like, what we should be doing or what we're supposed to be doing or what we have to be doing. Like, it's just, like, what is the life that you want to make for yourself within the constraints that you are stuck with? And uh, for me, that includes pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. That's 
I mean, that's all excellent and well said. I, we still have a half hour of podcast. So I, can't just <laughs> leave you I, I do have to follow that up with things. Um, so <laughs> going to keep talking, but that was all, that's great. Fucking great. Love it. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, and I agree. And I, the thing that I kept thinking about as you were talking is, some Tumblr post or meme or something um, that essentially referred to uh, taking care of yourself and self-care type stuff as like being your own little zookeeper and like making sure you have little, you know, enrichments in your enclosure and making sure you're fed and all the thing, you know, and like it was, it's a metaphor that kind of stuck with me. Um, and Lately, I have been thinking a lot about how, um, again, luckily, I have the job that I do, right? Um, and honestly, on my like on my best days, when my brain is good, when I feel like at, in equilibrium in my natural habitat or whatever, if you will, uh, I'm a slut on the internet. It's just what I, it's just what I do naturally. It's kind of part of me. So like a huge substantial part of my job is making sure I have the brain that just does that joyfully and for fun and well, because that's just the guy I am and the work I make when I'm doing it that way is the best. Like the stuff that I have that was just like, I was already fucking my boyfriend and I set up a camera because we were just both in a good mood and both horny, like he's often better than the stuff where i'm like oh let's make a big plan or whatever not always some of my plan stuff is like i get some good angles in that but anyway um (laughs) so yeah so i've really come to think of like no the first step of doing my job is setting my brain up so that it will do those things and part of that is jerking off somewhat regularly because i find that like a the happy brain chemicals are good but b i have sometimes spent time being like oh i have to film soon or oh i have to uh you know whatever and like i'm kind of horny now but I shouldn't jerk off because I should wait until I'm ready to film right. and film and make myself come, right? I should yeah. save this little sliver of sexual energy that I saw for a minute so that I can use it when I'm working and I need it. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, you know, except it's not actually in my experience how this works. In my experience, if I take that little glimmer of sexual energy and indulge it in a way that feels good to me and is just fucking fun, I have more of that later, actually. Now, I haven't used it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the more regularly I am indulging in my own personal sexual practice or having se- like jerking off or playing with my partners, right, um, the more enthusiastic i am about doing stuff and work and being loudly sexy on the internet and the sexier i feel like i'm spending the day podcasting with you um which like 
is lovely, but we ain't fucking and you're only seeing me from the shoulders up. And then I'm just <laughs> editing for the rest of the day. I am wearing the tiniest shorts in the world right now. Like mm-hmm. little with like my jockstrap hanging out or whatever. Like I'm going to maybe put it on Instagram for a little bit later on, maybe. But mostly it's just because I had a lot of sex this weekend and I feel cute, right? Mm-hmm. And I just want to flounce around the apartment like this. And yeah. like that is a thing that is more true when I am spending more time jerking off and just coming in ways that feel good totally alone or sometimes with partners. But frankly, the totally alone stuff is also really fucking important. Mm -hmm. Um, And that turns me into a person that is like better at my job and has more fun doing my job, which unfortunately is sometimes the motivation I need to do all the other things, not it also makes you a happier human being. Oh, that's cool. Great. <laughs> Fine. But, yeah. you know, world. Yeah, I'm glad life. that you're, I'm really glad you're bringing this up because it's something I've been thinking a lot about lately and haven't like really put words to, but kind of the general idea of like having an overall sexual energy that permeates your day and like mm-hmm. gives you joy and a little spark. And I'm thinking about it because I've been writing so much fan fiction lately Mm-hmm. like really kinky filthy fan fiction and I think even like two or three years ago I would have been much more self-judgmental about that like I would have been mm-hmm. like you're an adult like <laughs> get back to work send an invoice bitch like come on um but you know yesterday I just like packed up, I finished my work I packed up my stuff I went to the park and I spent 90 minutes writing a fan fiction story about cuckolding kink like it's just it's so joyful to me and I think like even more than masturbating regularly like these days it's important to me that I maintain sort of a flirty fun exciting attitude toward the world toward myself Mm -hmm. and I think that I used to believe that the ways to do that were just like masturbate have sex like ask people out on dates go on dates Mm -hmm. and there's actually so many more ways that you can invite that kind of energy into your life Mm-hmm. Whether it be watching porn, reading erotica, flirting with someone on Twitter, um, any number of things. Like I I find so much joy and sexual energy in media, like both mm-hmm. consuming and creating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often giggle much harder at fan fiction stories, for example, than like cute people flirting with me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Sometimes that's just more what I'm in the mood for. Mm-hmm. And I think that it has been good for me to sort of zoom out from masturbation as like the central act of self-love and exciting myself and pleasing myself and view it in a more holistic way of like, how can I take that attitude into all the areas of my life or all where it's appropriate anyway. And I totally agree with you that like, of course doing that is inherently valuable, but also it does make you, a better like more fun person to be around it can make you better at your job like as you said like if I am in that like fun flirty excitable like sexy mood I will be more likely to like take a cute selfie and post it which will be more likely to like maybe attract someone who wants to hire me for a project or just like Mm -hmm. increases my branding and my people having knowledge of me and that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. it just leads to like an overall better smoother existence for me I have but, more ideas for scenes. I'm sure right. you have more ideas for posts. Like, Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I'm, like, horny and masturbating or even just, like, horny toward the world in general and not mm-hmm. in a directly sexual way, like, I have so many more ideas for, like, yeah, posts, like, podcast episodes, 
weird experiments I want to try for mm-hmm. content, like all this kind of stuff. And it's just one of those things that I have to continually remind myself to work on and to put effort into cultivating because with capitalism constantly breathing down our neck, it can start to feel like the only things worth doing are the things I can check off a to-do list and invoice somebody for or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's just not sustainable. Like that's when I've gotten the most burned out ever in my life, both personally and professionally, is when I was just like, I just have to finish this work to-do list and then like at the end of the day I'll have just enough energy to like lie on the couch and stare at the TV while scrolling through my phone and like that's just not how I want to live like I know sometimes you don't have the choice but for me like it actually is overall better for productivity if I like take an hour off in the middle of the day to either jerk off or read something fun or watch something fun or go for a walk and look at cute people whatever yeah lately I've noticed just the arc of like the way my brain works and the work I like to do. I actually have been spending most of my mornings and early afternoons on like puttering, bouncing about chore type things, little cleaning things, fun tasks, playing video games, reading a book, whatever, like things that feel fun and good to my brain, or at least are like active and I can just like listen to an audiobook or whatever. And then by like two, four o'clock I sit down and I work until you know bedtime in the middle of the night, whatever. Um, because that is when my brain actually wants to be sitting down at a desk, not at, you know, 10, 11, 12 in the you know, morning, afternoon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and like dedicating like I have spent so long being like, yes, I dedicate as much energy as I can to the important work things, and then any leftover energy can get put towards making my brain work. But frankly, I have so much more energy at the end of the day when I spend my morning, like I'm not expending energy on my hobbies. I'm filling Mm -hmm. up my battery on my hobbies and then expending that energy in the evening. Like I'm, I sleep and then I spend my morning charging myself up like a little glow in the dark thing in the sun. Right. And then I let myself go throughout the evening Mm -hmm. and like, yeah, because then I've been buzzing about spending energy on things all day. And by two o'clock, I'm like, no, I just want to sit here and edit porn for a while. I just want the screens to play the happy lights at me. This is great. I love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, t- I totally get that. And like I've had, especially when I've been doing this like song a week challenge for the past like almost year and a half now, I've mm-hmm. had a lot of people in my life uh, say to me like, well, your energy is already so limited as is like with fibro. Like, are you sure that you can be doing that on top of all the the work that you have to do? Mm-hmm. And it's really actually hard to explain to someone who hasn't directly experienced this. So like, I don't feel it as a drain. Like there are yeah. weeks when it gets a little hard, um, when I do feel like I'm forcing it, but for the most part, I would say like 90 plus percent of the time, like it feels joyful. It does fill me back up, charge me back up. Yeah. And because it kind of makes me use my brain in a way that I'm not using it when I'm working. Mm-hmm. And I feel mm-hmm. similarly about all this stuff of like a general cultivation of a sexy, exciting atmosphere in your life and within yourself mm-hmm. where like, yeah, sometimes it can feel like work to sort of get it started when you're not used to it and to sort of program that stuff into your day when you're trying to force yourself. But yeah, the payoff is so huge in terms of energy and enthusiasm. Yeah. And it's it's just so worth it. And like if someone doesn't get an email from me for an extra day, like 
that's Fine. okay. Like they, they yeah. will live, but like I will not necessarily feel great if I don't yeah. like take that afternoon off to go do something fun or whatever. Yeah. And like the other thing that's coming to mind to me with this is a thing that I noticed early on when I started being like quite very online and this feels like a throwback. We're talking about this. Oh Jesus. We're talking like seven years ago. You told me you texted me about something that happened seven years ago yesterday. So that, yeah, that would put that around that time. Gosh, I guess this is a throwback. You just want to be vague. You don't want to say what it was. <laughs> oh, it was a threesome. I didn't, I, we, yeah. I could say that. My brain is like, no, we can't say who we had the threesome with. We don't no, talk we, about that we one publicly. We won't say. And then I was like, oh, I can say threesome though. I can say that. Yeah, seven years ago yesterday, I took a bus down to New York and arrived at your house to have this planned threesome. And I remember it was so funny. I showed up and we were both wearing the same shirt oh and we God. hadn't planned it. It was like the smitten kitten tank. Uh-huh. I was showing up was wearing really the same shirt to the threesome is just a hilarious move. I can't believe we did that. I know. So good. <laughs> and matching rainbow socks, but that was planned. Yes, that was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so we're talking prior to that, um, Mm -hmm. when I had really started being incredibly very online, and there was also a lot more discourse around that time about, like, kids always in their phones and not living in the real world, and you're just posting pictures on the internet. Um, And one of the things I always wanted to push back on that with is, like, I – it was – very apparent to me the fact that being so loudly online drove me to do more interesting things Mm -hmm. because I would get to share it in this like public way and it would it, it almost gave me a little bit of an accountability to be living the life I wanted to be loudly living on the internet right yes totally um because I would sit down and be like Oh, I tweeted about going to this orgy and like, I uh, put on, uh, well, do I want to like put on the outfit and go out? Well, I could take a picture of it. And while I'm there, I might get a cool story I can tell about it. Right. And then mm-hmm. I'll go and have a great time. And it's just like that little bit of external perception gives me the push to get over the anxiety or just lack of momentum or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Similarly, now when at a point where it has like fully become my job to be online, I am finding myself once again in a position of, I don't know, kind of reminding myself of that, of like, no, like live the life that you want to loudly be having on the internet and do those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll be a lot like naturally you're just going to yell about it online. You've always been that guy. Mm-hmm. Step one is like – allow giving yourself the space to be that guy and you'll be all right at it you always have been you know what I mean yeah yeah this reminds me of a book I just read by former Dildorf's guest Tara Isabella Burton um her newest book is called self-made and it's about the idea of like making oneself or like presenting oneself in the way that you want to create yourself Mm. and she kind of goes all the way to back to like Beau Brummel in the Victorian era all the way up Mm. through like the Kardashians and It's really fascinating, but one of the things she talks about that was really resonating with me was the idea that, like, this worldview of of you are able to create yourself and broadcast yourself the way that you see yourself is largely based on this, like, relatively new idea that you are not 
just who you are now, but you are in some sense what you want. Like mm. the things that you want are your true self or like do define mm. your true self. And I don't think that's like universally true, but I think that being online and presenting myself to the world, exactly like you said, has made me much more aware of like, who do I want to be? What do I want in my life? Um, mm. Especially as I've like done more therapy and been able to slightly peel away the parts of that that are like, how do I want other people to see me? Because that's like not really mm -hmm. the same thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to think about like how those two things are different. Um, but yeah, presenting myself online has forced me to think about like who I want to be in the world and like what experiences that type of person would go out and have, which often end up being like the most joyful, fun experiences for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How did we, is this relevant to masturbation still? Sort of. This I, is kind of just a general like sort of self-love-ish type of episode, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like, I don't hate the direction this has gone in, frankly. <laughs> yeah. um, and I do think it is like... Because at this point, you and I can't have a conversation, like, a conversation about the practical act of sticking my hand on my bits and making myself come. Yeah. Is not the same as a conversation about the act of creating space for a solo sexuality and mm -hmm. solo self-pleasure because like yes broadly we're talking about pleasure as a whole and creating a life that has space for that and like a, a joy and a love and a lust for life i suppose but mm -hmm. like like we did start and i think all of this does come back to this feeling uh, like this sexuality that is this solo sexuality or this relationship you have with and within yourself um, and mm -hmm. your sexuality as a thing that exists within you, not a thing that exists in relation to the people you have sex with exclusively, which mm -hmm. is what all those fucking callback, what all those books I was talking about earlier were getting at, right? That I was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. Sex is a thing I do with other people to make them right. feel good. Yeah, that took some unpacking. <laughs> to we're make them there. like me. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> It's fine. I'm totally healthy. What are you talking about, uh, book? Shut up. So, real. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, this practice of like exploring our sexuality for ourselves and within ourselves as something that we can own within ourselves and then share with other people. Um, for a lot of people, that looks like the time they spend jerking off. Mm -hmm. For us, that looks like the time we spend in the park writing fan fiction um, or like <laughs> right. booping about the house or, you know, sometimes taking selfies for me, frankly. But, you know, yeah. uh, sometimes that's work. It depends on the day, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but I did well, – we're coming up on time, but I do want to um, – I talked about this a little bit earlier and I do want to take a moment to talk about um, – we've talked a lot about the difference between like work masturbation and solo masturbation and recreational masturbation. But I do you want to talk about the difference between uh, partner-assisted masturbation or participatory masturbation, right? We're not talking about mutual masturbation. Things like phone sex, I think, feel closest to the mutual masturbation side of that spectrum, but certainly 
are here. And then things like sexting or things like assigned masturbation or tasks or things Mm. like that, right? Like Mm -hmm. masturbation that someone either knows about or is present enough to like see and overhear, right? Jerking off for a photo or a video to send somebody, yeah. Exactly. Stuff that sits in this bubble. Can you talk Mm. a little bit about how that does feel distinct from this solo stuff and like does it feel so much does it feel almost like partnered sex or like where where does it sit between the spectrum of those two things i suppose i think when i got into my current relationship and first started having a lot of phone sex like it wasn't something i had much experience with at all before that and so it mm-hmm. did feel like masturbation for quite a while because i was still very aware like i'm the one touching my body i have to consciously think about okay what are they saying and how do i translate that to how I'm touching myself. And I think that over the five plus years that I've been in this relationship and the just hundreds of times that I've had phone sex, it's become so much more second nature that like I don't have to think about it as much. And it feels much closer to if they were just beside me and touching me the way that they're describing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, to me, it does feel very, very different. I would say even the quality of orgasms is quite different. there's more buildup usually in a partnered encounter for me than I would ever generally give myself during solo sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and just more of a sense of connectivity and like I'm doing this for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and like there can be a bad side of that sometimes when not for me in this relationship, but like just generally in, in sexuality, if you're like, you feel like your masturbation becomes too much about someone else, like too much mm-hmm. about like trying to impress someone else or like, well, what would this person think of this? Or like, do I look hot doing this or whatever? Like that can start to feel a little bit bad for me, but this isn't that at all. This is like mm-hmm. sharing my masturbation with someone as a way of connecting, feeling intimate, feeling like we're in this together. And uh, a lot of times when I tell people I've been in a long distance relationship for more than five years, they're like shocked. They're like, oh, I did that for like two months and it was so hard. Like I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. And people often ask me like, how do you do it? And the thing I usually say is like, well, we talk on the phone almost every night for usually at least a couple of hours, Mm -hmm. which is huge. Like it's like the equivalent of like coming home to your partner after a day of work and just like catching up about stuff. And that's so different from how most people I think do LDRs. But but what Mm -hmm. I don't usually say unless I'm talking to someone who I know is going to want to hear about this is like we have phone sex a lot like when I hear about people in LDRs who like only are sexual with each other in like occasional sexts or like only when they get together physically I'm just like if that works for you cool like but that's just I always used to say like I could never be in an LDR because I like sex too much and I like physical affection too much and uh at this point, like phone sex actually feels so close to like it essentially is partnered. It is partnered sex for me. Yeah. Like when I was staying with my partner recently at their apartment and I got COVID and I had to isolate in the other room, we had phone sex. Like there was a wall between us, but we still had phone sex. And uh, it was, I would say, 70 to 80 percent as good as being physically together. Like that's yeah. just kind of the level that we're at in terms of our skill and comfort with phone sex. Mm-hmm. And uh it's really nice and but at the same time it's different enough for masturbation that it still gives me an appreciation for when I do masturbate completely solo Mm -hmm. like I don't have to do um I don't have to like if I don't feel like slowing down and drawing it out I don't have to and I can do whatever I want and use whatever toys I want and and that's fun too what about something like 
sexting or do you ever have like tasks that require you to masturbate at a time where you're not like god that's it's so clinical it, it, do you ever like get sent to go jerk off at a time when you're not on the phone with them like having phone sex or like as like I, part of a dse thing i think that uh one of the reasons we don't do that so much is that mm-hmm. matt knows that like I I already have masturbating on my to-do yeah. list a lot of the time, like for work stuff. But um, sometimes they will have me like edge myself mm-hmm. uh, a few times, especially in preparation for like, like they'll do this sometimes if they have to be out late at like a work dinner or something and then they want to come home and, and fuck me over the phone. Mm-hmm. Like just have me get myself turned on so that I won't be super sleepy by the time we get to the sex stuff or just, you mm-hmm. know, just for fun, just to increase the excitement. And... Um, that still feels pretty partnered to me because I am monitoring what I'm doing and doing it differently than I would do it if it was just me. Like, I don't tend to really edge myself intentionally all that much. Yeah. Pretty impatient, pretty goal oriented (laughs) masturbator, as we've discussed. Um, so being instructed to do it in a way that's different from how I would do it does feel like a different thing. Yeah. I have more experience with kind of an asynchronous kind of participatory masturbation i suppose uh than something like phone sex or like skype sex or whatever like i have done both of those um i think i've had phone sex certainly not recently but like (laughs) probably at some point over the years at this point i'm mostly if i'm going to do that it's going to be on video Mm -hmm. um but I'm more prone to sexting, which feels for me a little bit more like this liminal space. Like being on video with someone or um, something like that feels a bit like partnered sex. Um, Or like I have done things where I am sexting and like in real time they are replying and giving me commands to go take a video of a thing or to go Mm -hmm. take a picture of a something or whatever right and that will feel a little bit more like partnered sex right whereas something like sometimes with sexting it is just like this is fun foreplay and then i'm gonna go jerk off later and that will feel more like jerking like mostly like jerking off right right but if i am giving it any sort of instruction if i'm recording it it's gonna feel way more like partnered sex and could easily tip into feeling like work um Mm -hmm. but is gonna feel more like a partnered experience because i also like folks who have been listening for a while know that i was in a long distance relationship before this um and the first couple uh or first year or so with my current partner is long distance um so like i have a lot of experience with sexting and things um and like a lot of my sex life has been like sexting and either jerking off during it, but usually moving towards a point where I'm going to get myself off later. And the, that's just like foreplay to warm myself up for it. Um, but if someone is giving me like explicit instructions on how to get off, mm-hmm. even though like sometimes, obviously if they're watching me, it's going to feel that way. But even if I'm not filming it or anything, even if I'm just going to report back and say whether I did it or not to their specifications, like right. it still feels categorically different from jerking off solo. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, that is like fun and hot usually and sometimes like sometimes I need to do the solo thing so it's not satisfying in the way I need to be right but like yeah. 
Yeah, which is fascinating because there are times when I'm jerking off, like what I'm fantasizing about might be the same, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. I may even be fantasizing about like telling the people that I am jerking off to like what I was jerking off about. Like sometimes I like will be in the middle of fantasizing about a thing (laughs) or someone or whatever and be like, I wonder what they'd say if I told them about this. I bet they'd be into this too. I know what kind of pervert they are, right? <laughs> yeah. And like, even if that's the thing I'm jerking off to solo, it feels like categorically different Yeah. to them having told me, you're going to go jerk off and when you're done, you're going to tell me the thing you fantasized about. Like, mm-hmm. which is neat and fascinating. And again, not really a question in here and we're running a little long, but like- I find it really interesting and, I don't know, brains are neat. Yeah, it's sort of like how if I'm writing in my journal, I might occasionally have the thought of like, what if I showed this piece of writing to a certain person for whatever Mm -hmm. reason? Um, But it is so different the way that I'll write that compared to if I'm explicitly writing it because I know I'm going to show it to that person. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I, yeah, I think that it's important to have spaces in your life where you're just doing things the way you want to do them moment by moment and not thinking so much about how other people will be affected as long as, of course, you can create safe containers where, like, that's cool to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you do want to share bits and pieces of that afterward, then that's fine. But, like, I think it's really important to have those private spaces um, to work through things, to explore yourself, to get to know yourself, to feel more in touch with yourself. Yeah. Seems like a good note to leave it on. This yeah. weird meandering masturbation episode. <laughs> it yeah, it was time. a bit of a bit of a jerk off of an episode. Um, <laughs> I have so many rambly questions over here. This episode could have gone in so many directions. I was like, <laughs> we're going to take, we're either going to need to go through all of these or we're going to take like three of them and run with it for an hour who knows yeah yeah two checked items on my list (laughs) well i hope that you've been having a good masturbation may and i hope that you'll have a good rest of the month as well uh whether or not you've been masturbating because also it's cool if you don't like to do it or yeah you know don't like to do it too often like that's totally fine there are people who are like that too i think that that is still a way of uh knowing yourself and respecting yourself uh, and that is still self-love, if you ask me. Yeah, I was thinking about this earlier and then rambled off on a different tangent because it's who I am. But like, <laughs> it, it is super worth noting that like jerking off is not the only way to have a solo practice of pleasure and even sexual pleasure, right? Because mm-hmm. I do think that like, yes, yeah, solo pleasure practices are important. But like, if you are a person who experiences any degree of sexual attraction, like, it is important to have practices that just make you feel sexy, at least sometimes, whether that's jerking off or not. But like, you deserve to feel sexy just because you want to feel sexy and you're, you're sexy. You just can do that. Yep. Yep. Great shit. I've I been really Kate don't Sloan. like that word, though, and I used it so many times in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. They had to just laugh. I've been Kate Sloan. I have a sex blog at girlyjuice.net. I have two books out. One of them is 101 Kinky Things Even You Can Do. The other one is 200 Words to Help You Talk About Sexuality and Gender. 
I have a weekly newsletter at katesloan.email that you can sign up for for five bucks a month. The most recent edition was about how I've been co-writing songs with ChatGPT and what that's been like and whether a robot is good at writing songs. Spoiler alert, not really. Um, but it can be helpful. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at girly underscore juice. Where is your stuff? I'm Billy. You can watch me jerk off like a lot over at <laughs> billylore.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at billylore and at billylore underscore. I'm jerking off over there too. Not on Instagram. They will not let me. Um, you can see my butt occasionally <laughs> you would if you could. on Instagram. I would. Oh, I would. Uh, right on Instagram live. No, I wouldn't. Um, I don't like, <laughs> I don't know how live works. Um, although... I might start going live on Twitch soon because it's apparently good for my career. I have to learn <laughs> how it works because I'm an old man. Um, but they'll let me play Kingdom Hearts, so it's fine. Um, yeah, information about all that will be on my social medias, by the way. I'm hopefully going to be doing it in the next couple of mo- uh, weeks or so. Yeah, more coming soon. Um, together we're the Dildorks. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the Dildorks. We're also over, over at thedildorks.com. If you go to patreon.com slash thedildorks, that's where you throw money at us and get like the actual cool perks. For $12 a month, you get access to our exclusive bonus episodes. And for just $6 a month, you get access to our Discord where you can hang out with us and talk about all things sex dating and masturbating and all kinds of we're a bunch of fucking nerds we're like we're ex- we're exactly what you would expect and it's a great time so come hang out with us over there <laughs> i want to say thank you to our top tier patreon supporters stabitha christie nat amy mb argo and amelia we really appreciate your support thank you also to protodome who did our theme song his music is at protodome.bandcamp.com thank you to amy who did our logo she is at starboots underscore on twitter and thank you to you for listening until next time folks get out there and live your sexy dorky life bye Okay, I'm recording. Check, check. How does that look? Uh, How does that look? Pretty good. All right, mine looks pretty good. I'm about to get, I'm going to get louder when I'm podcasting because that's what I do. So maybe I'll put it back here. Okay, great. Cool. Yeah. Look at me go. My COVID test looks to be negative. So I guess my sore throat is just premenstrual. Fun. I love bodies. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Thanks for freaking me out. I, it, like, the thing about your throat is. It's very good at its job. No, it's certain, I, I imagine. Uh, couldn't <laughs> be farther from your uterus if it tried, though, is the thing. Like, it, I, it's, it's like you're, like, when you told me your throat hurts as sometimes a PMS symptom, I was like, no, I, I believe you, but it also sounds a little bit like you're like, yeah, sometimes my pinky toe gum goes numb before I start bleeding every <laughs> month. I don't know. It's just, it's a sign it's coming. I can feel it. I'm like, sure. <laughs> it's always my boobs hurt and my throat hurts. And I'm always yeah. like, oh no, am I, am I getting COVID? And it's like, no, bitch, calm down. <laughs> I don't know that the boobs are, are a COVID symptom. <laughs> Well, general body aches, they do say, but yeah, they, I've never- <laughs> That is where I start specified. checking for body aches is the thing <laughs> in the medical waste place where my tits are. 
I had such a stressful dream last night that I was like in this big train station and I was waiting for a train because I missed my first one and I needed mm-hmm. to get back to my home. And I was mm-hmm. just like killing time before the next train would arrive. And there was a high school <laughs> attached to the train station because dreams be dreams. And I like <laughs> train went and sounds sat good down. for focus and learning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I went and sat down in a math class and I was talking to some Gen Zers who was really cool. And one of them was a trans girl and she was telling Aww. me about how like her um her school was like so trans positive and accepting and stuff I don't know why this is in my dream but it's great I was happy about it Uh I like made friends with her we like exchanged numbers and shit and um or social media or whatever they're doing now (laughs) and then the teacher like started the lesson and was like also I'd like to note that there's an adult in this class who like isn't part of the class and I think that that adult should leave (laughs) I was like, I mean, oh, fuck, okay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought I wasn't going to be spotted. So I like got up and left. And then I immediately took out my phone and texted you and was like, sorry, I'm late to the podcast. I just got kicked out of a high school math class. And you were like, what the fuck? Which like, would be my reaction. Yeah. I, <laughs> I would have many follow-up questions. I... <laughs> My favorite, my all-time favorite dream about texting you, though, was the time that I had a dream that my entire house was, like, overrun with rats, and I texted you, and I was like, we should do a podcast episode about how to maintain a good sex life when your house is overrun with rats. (laughs) So fucking funny. It seemed like such a good idea. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just really pulling from life experience for those, for our (laughs) topics, you know. Which is what we do. It's, like, really what we do. That's why it's so realistic. I was just like, well, I'm thinking about this thing this week and can't stop, so might as well talk about it. Yeah, we we started with, like, really cohesive topics and, like, lists of things that we wanted to talk about and stuff. Recently, a friend on an Instagram Q&A asked me, like, what are some, like – Dildorf's topics that are germinating right now and that you're excited about. And I was like, oh, oh, love, no, you don't understand. No. No, I (laughs) wake up and look at my calendar and go, I got to talk for an hour to my best friend. What do I always talk to my best friend about for an hour? I can relate that to sex somehow. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Like, look around my life for a second and I'm like, "Uh, I could talk about that for an hour. (laughs) Yep, totally. Anyway, it's masturbation May. Okay. I, I guess we have to do an intro. I guess we can't just go straight from bloops into the show. That Welcome sense to edit-wise. the Masturbation <clears throat> Bay. I don't, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I really hope that my voice holds out. We'll see. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we could probably edit that cutely into an intro-y cold opening thing anyway, too. Eh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I like the bloop. I like having the bloops at the end. I feel like it's like just like a fun little yeah. thing. No, fair. I always hope that it motivates people to like stick around. Yeah. And then I always wonder, too, if there's people who, like, always turn it off right away when they hear the music and don't even know that we do bloops every time, mm-hmm. which would mm-hmm. be sad. But I feel like at anyway. some like at some point they would notice the, like, because they would get to an episode that has an extra 10 to 15 minutes at the end. <laughs> be like, weird! Because <laughs> we're like this. The neurochemical effects are definitely... Sorry, I have like a cough drop and I don't want people to make rude comments in the reviews as they do about us eating during the show. <laughs> but like, I need my throat to work because I'm doing a podcast. Um, the neurochemical effects are really good. Like, 
I should just crunch it. Hang on. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Um, let me think about what I'm even saying. Yeah, I'm gonna get some water too. Okay, we sent me. None of those were words. Those just it's just sounds. We're doing great. There was I wrote a I wrote a really great flirty moment in a fanfic story uh, the other day where um uh, sorry (laughs) sorry to go over time I might put this in the no 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 do this um I was the characters were doing a scene which like my partner has done with me often where like in order to make sadomasochism feel explicitly not like punishment or self-harm, mm-hmm. um, the bottom had to like say something nice about himself in order mm-hmm. to earn every slap. And and he was really having trouble with it. And he said, I look really great in Armani. <laughs> and, uh, and his top was like, uh, you might even say that you look sexy in Armani. And he was like, you might say that. And she was like, <laughs> one might say that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I love writing. Flirting is so fun. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Okay. Um, I have to do the intro. Oh, okay. So why, does... why am I hyped today? I feel I, I feel like know. really good today in a way that's like, am I a little bit hypomanic? I don't know what's going on. I think the stars are doing a thing because like several people have talked about being in weirdly good moods today. And I also, Jupiter is doing a thing and Jupiter always makes us feel great and there's a lot happening in Taurus and that's your sun sign so mm, it's true I also uh, just like finished having COVID and it's spring outside so yep, there's that yep, um, yep okay but the fanfic thing did set me up for one question that I ignored and it's a tiny one so I do have to I do have to uh, give this <laughs> okay. do you jerk off to your own fanfic huh um I would say sometimes my own fanfic turns me on. I don't like have it in front of me while I'm jerking off the way that I sometimes do with other people's fanfic yeah. or erotica. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I guess because like there is a point at which it becomes a writing project more so than a sexual fantasy project where like if I look at it for too long, I start to be self-critical of the writing in the way that I am with my work writing. So yeah. I have to like sort of set it down, but I do definitely like replay some of those fantasies. Cause like the mainly the reason that I'm writing them is that they are hot to me. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, when I was writing and now with my porn for the most part, it is like, if anything, it is foreplay stuff for me that I will like mm-hmm. go jerk off later. But it is mostly just to get me feeling horny in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I also will like if I'm watching back my old stuff, I'm like, oh, I've gotten better at editing since then. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I'll like take little snippets, and I'm like, this is the bit I watch. That's fine. But then again, mm-hmm. I don't have media in front of me when I'm jerking off ever. My eyes aren't open usually. I yeah. just enjoy it, and then <laughs> it is a two part process. Is the thing. <laughs> Anyway, we were ending the episode. Yeah, I got an outro here. Uh, Good. <laughs>